0: Hey guys, this is Hunter Levine and thank you for listening to this Captain's Collective podcast series, Behind the Bahamas, where each podcast we sit down with guides, lodge owners, and other fishing industry leaders to discuss stories, lessons, and the lore that makes these waters special. This podcast is brought to you by Skinny Water Culture, Costa Sunglasses, Florida Fishing Products, Turtle Box Audio, and Orvis Fly Fishing. To learn more about our sponsors and to see special content, head to captainscollective.com. It's not normal to move thousands of miles away from home in order to build a business and lifestyle that you love. It's certainly not normal to make your new home a remote location, absent of many of the things, the stores, and infrastructure that you've grown used to. Today's guests, Kyle and Kitri Schaefer, have decided that normal is not what they want to pursue with their lives. In today's podcast we discuss all that goes into starting and running a fishing lodge the shafers moved to the bahamas with a newborn last year in order to chase down the dream of opening up the soulfly lodge in this episode we discuss the importance of having a passion for a place the challenges of running an international fishing destination the ins and outs of their business and how they have thought through making large life decisions i love the shafers and their outlook for life it's obvious that they have a knack for building great teams and making others feel supported. We hope that you enjoy this conversation. Thank you for listening. This is The Captain's Collective, Behind the Bahamas. Uh, I don't know if
1: I should say that my sons or... My chickens. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Point you out at 11 o'clock, Do so you see him. Say, yeah, the way I talked to you, I sued you down. And I like, I was flying cats. I could see the buck fever. I could see the knees, like, shaking. And I'm always in the back of the air, like, control yourself, John. Control yourself. I could see the panic from here. Control yourself, <laughs> <laughs> Felt like
0: I was on top of the world. Doing own my first fly run without having to pay for it.
2: That's a gift I'll never forget because that got me started in the big way. They grew up with the engine and the car and all that. We grew up with everything else. That love for fishing. I used to run away from school just to go fishing. They don't do that these days. They run away to go in the mall. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hurricane Dorian category 5 storm hitting the Bahamas heading for the southeast one of the strongest Atlantic hurricanes in recorded... There was no road to drive because there's water and debris everywhere. I, I jump out of the window at one o'clock at night in the full run of the hurricane. I'm like, I can't sleep and you're not knowing oh, if my family's safe or not. God, and everybody's looking at me like a ghost. They're like, dude,
2: where do you come from in this? I'm like, somebody gave me this house direction and I know my family is here and I wasn't stopping until I got here. And <laughs> sure enough I got there
0: hey guys well it's been awesome to be here at soulfly lodge i'm sitting down with the shafers and um I, i've really had a great time just getting to know the guides getting to know the staff here uh, which i really enjoyed getting to know the staff and really just seeing to me kind of what makes this place special which i know you guys have made huge sacrifices in your life to really get this place up and running you spend a lot of time and um, energy into it and to me it's really amazing to see not just a really well functioning lodge but also to see a group of people who enjoy getting to be around each other to see locals coming in and getting to enjoy having dinner here i mean just really just kudos to you guys for what you guys have been able to to build um kyle i know i got uh, in a previous podcast actually you're you have officially hit the uh, most times on the podcast <laughs> outside of me <laughs> so maybe you'll be hosting it in the future as um, an award yeah co-host Kyle <laughs> Kyle Schaefer. Um but I'd love to just hear about the story of how this lodge came to be and what it looked like in y'all's family as you made decisions and, and moved here
1: well I think you know it was it was definitely a, a lifestyle dream for us Um you know, it really kind of goes back maybe four or five years where um, Kitri was teaching, and you know we were trying to find a way for both of us to to kind of take a little pause, and so we got this idea in our head of trying to manage a lodge in the Bahamas, and um, we started asking around and found our way into a position, and just kind of fell in love with it. And mm-hmm. I think a big part of it was just we loved working together. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of being around each other for a common goal, which, you know, I think is definitely sink or swim when it comes to couples working together. But <laughs> um, we definitely love it. And uh, it's kind of how we wanted to raise our raise our start and raise our family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really a wonderful opportunity for us. And I know we got into it in our one-on-one podcast
0: together. But, Ketri, I was curious. Like, So Kyle has done guided trips. He's been involved with lodges before. What, what was your involvement like in the past, and then how has it changed now here at SoulFly?
2: Yeah, so this, um, this kind of dream of ours was definitely driven by Kyle's passion, um, but it was definitely something that I was just as excited about, which I think is really important, um, because especially when there is that, like, passion on one side and I love to fish, I love to be outside, but not. I don't love anything like Kyle loves fly fishing. <laughs> um, and so to have that and to see his passion and, and just watch that motivation is just... Mm-hmm. Um, that fuels me as well, which is really cool. And then to be able to use that as the catalyst for building this lifestyle mm. um, has been just a really, really special thing, I think, in our life. Um, and. I think you know Kyle said it best where we want to be working together and I think that's how we are at our best as a couple um so yeah being able to go from kind of watching him do his fly fishing and guiding and all of that to really being able to be a part of it and be embedded in it is really really neat
0: so I don't I want to hear how the conversation happened because Kyle haven't I actually haven't asked you this but like you get this opportunity to chase this dream to you know you've worked in lodges you've stayed at lodges you've traveled around and now you get to be a part you get to be an owner you know and you're going okay let's raise a family in a pretty remote Bahamian island how did that how did that all come out and come down
1: yeah so well it was funny I mean we'd even though we' probably been working on this project for a couple of years to um, from kind of thought to, mm-hmm. um, fruition. And it was even before that, that I think we'd, we'd really dreamed of, cause you know, I love guiding so much and I love it being a part of my, my year. And, you know, it's always been challenging with, you know, a four or five month straight bass season. It just leaves this giant hole in the mm-hmm. winter. Of, like, what do we do? And so, <clears throat> you know, we started, it really was a very kind of natural, um, flow more of events versus kind of one conversation. You know, I think we just, um, we, we kind of fell in love with being able to, to work together. And then we started envisioning as, you know, we were, um, you know, as we were starting to think about a family, um, and Micah came into the picture, it really was like the, the way we wanted to raise him. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, and, and you can kind of see from, you know, from being here at the lodge, like he's such a part of everything. Yeah. And so we then there, you know, there are the concerns of yeah, we're out on out island in the Bahamas, and you know, we've had to set up telehealth appointments with you know back in the U.S. to to stay connected on on healthcare stuff, and of course that's a top priority, and mm-hmm. you know, getting back when we need to. But it's uh, I think the benefits that he's seeing down here, are, you know, kind of outweigh some of the the risk of you know raising a family and maybe more of an unorthodox way i guess um and uh and it's just been a blast he gets passed around by you know the guides after fishing and yeah you know i mean he lights up when he sees the boys walk in and annie and cara and chef um mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool yeah it's really cool to me too because you guys don't try
0: to hide it you know um there might be a temptation i think for people who would be in your circumstance to maybe try to pretend like or, or maybe not pretend, but to separate would be the temptation. Like separate, like people are coming here. Like we're just going to like just hide our life from them. And I think it's really cool because you guys do a great job of without compromising the experience of allowing your life to be a part of this, this lodge. And I think that's that's what makes it feel homey too in a good way. You know, you're not going to Atlantis. <laughs> You know, that would be, that would be weird to have kids running around with employees and things, (laughs) Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a homey feel without like compromise. And, you know, I'm kind of curious, like, so you guys moved down here in August, you're you're drenched in sweat. You're trying to get this place ready. Tell, tell me about getting this place ready.
2: So we showed up, um, and kind of in my head, I'm like, all right, so we're going to a building There'll be a C, there'll be running water, you know, we, we should be good. We got mm-hmm. a, you know, 14 week old. Um, we're still kind of trying to figure out parenting a little bit. Although Micah was a, um, <laughs> Mike is a pretty special guy and pretty mm-hmm. easy going. Um, and
0: anybody who has parenting figured out doesn't have kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's exactly. no,
2: and then once you think you have it figured out it all yeah. changes anyway. So, yeah. um, And we got here and the ac in our room was not working it was like 90 something degrees and it was a challenge Mm -hmm. you know we we, (laughs) there were some tears shed like Mm -hmm. what what are we doing what have we done and and then you know that quickly just turned around we got the ac working we moved into a different room um Mm -hmm. And then just kind of looked around, and we're like, "This is this is the dream," you know. We're here, we're doing it. Um, definitely some late nights and early mornings, and lots of wires needed to be put in their place, and <laughs> knickknacks that needed to be just cleared out. And um, it was it was a lot of work for sure, but um, but it was yeah. Just kind of marching marching towards that dream and i think that's that's what we want every day is that feel of you know some days it, this has challenged me personally more than i ever could have imagined mm-hmm. um but the growth that that's provided has been has mm-hmm. been pretty cool when you stop to kind of think about it and and take stock
0: mm. what, what were the biggest challenges as you reflect back on that like was it obviously you mentioned the temperature and the ac like if you had to kind of list out these were the things that were just really hurdles for me what's on that list
2: i think the biggest one is time you know to be full-time parents and full-time business owners and Hmm. manage the day-to-day it's it's you know you're you're racing against the clock a lot of the time to to fit everything in but um I think it's about finding that rhythm and finding those moments of pause and mm-hmm. and soaking those in, and we're still working on that, for sure. Oh, as well, for sure. Will, for sure. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'd say you know time. Mm.
0: What, what about for you, Kyle? What did you feel like were the big challenges?
1: Well, I think like as Kitchery's describing, like when we arrived here, um, you know, I feel pretty resilient in a lot of situations and but like something that'll get me is like seeing that look on my wife's face I was like oh boy we need to secure home base first and then we could get to work <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah. you kind of just have to like make sure you know the ship is is going in the right direction mm-hmm. and uh and so you know I mean I just want to make sure that that Kittry and Mike are are taken care of and, and you know once we've kind of hit a groove with that you know, I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think probably in general, it's just doing everything new for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, operating a business in the Bahamas have never, you know, never done that. Um, and so just everything we're going through is, is new, you know, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of that is, is really cool because it gives mm-hmm. you a ton of growth, but it just takes time and bandwidth and, you know, and, the, and you throw the little man and the, the nine month old into, sure. the, into the mix and it just is like, you can't work on one thing for more than half an hour. And, um, but, but we roll with it. And I, you know, a lot of times when I think whenever it feels hard, I just picture the alter, you know, alternatives. Um, and it's just exactly just so quickly reminds me. It's exactly what I want to be doing.
0: Yeah. And you and I had a conversation about how every job has its pros and cons. So like you guys could have a, a 3000 square foot, you know, really nice high end house. And you could be working sixty hours a week, missing future ball games, and have a lot of comforts, have access to easier access to medical help, whatever fill in the blank with those pros and cons, but then at the same time like, you know, some of the, the pauses that you get, like in days where you do get a pause at eleven AM, you go, Wow, like it's eleven AM, I get to look at my kid. There's people all over the world who don't get to look at their kid at eleven AM. Now, sometimes it's six AM, and you're doing. You know, you you, you know. There's always those trade-offs. Um, I'm kind of curious. Have you ever seen those books that are like, "How to Do Such and Such for Dummies"? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. for sure. Um, I don't know if those are still around, but like, if you were given the overview for like how to start a lodge as a dummy, what's in what's in that that overview?
1: Well, I think for for me, it was wanting it to be. Yeah, I couldn't write that book. I think because I have a specific vision. Yeah, like you know, I I wanted to to be such a unique. You know, we'd been looking, keeping our eyes open for for a while, and definitely have the entrepreneurial spirit. And Mm -hmm. I think most of the things I I do, I I kind of carry that spirit. Pick a
0: location.
1: Pick a location, and that's. I mean, I think that's kind of what drives it all. Is Mm -hmm. is the passion around a specific place? You Mm -hmm. know, otherwise it's just an idea. And so once we start kind of honing in on this chain of islands, what that meant, you know, this property, these people, you know, these people first and foremost, mm-hmm. um, on the Island in the community, we're just like, that's when we start getting excited. That's the point where we literally just try to talk ourselves out of it, you know, cause like the obvious, the obvious, you know, beautiful parts of this are, you know, right there in front of us. So let's like try and find the cracks and the holes in it. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so that was it for me.
0: Mm. I think too, like, you know, it's, it's like you, you find the location, you, you assemble a team, you do a ton of, you know, renovation and getting this place up to, to par for what you want the experience to be. You do all that in 90 degree weather. You do all that with a nine month baby boy. Right. And then now, now today, you know, people went out on boats today, had amazing days despite the cold front you know you you, they get to experience this place they get to be with great guys like Travis and Freddie and Percy and Dre and they get to come back they're talking about their day they're getting to eat a nice meal and then we did the recording tonight with with the guides where they're all getting to talk about how they've learned from each other the relationships they built just thinking about day one walking in here all the tears that came with it. Like how does it feel to sit here today after all of that?
1: And for me it feels super good. I mean it's so I think like the you know, the human element of it is what it totally drives us. And I literally was just driving Travis home after, you know, that that round table and mm. weird that's what we talked about the whole ride. You know, he's mm. just you know, the feeling is so mutual that it's just that's what's really driving everybody and keeping everybody happy and healthy. It's just like it's just a really cool team. And that's what feels, I think, the most special. And, you know, I know that's what means so much to Kittree as well. And
2: yeah, it feels it feels like a family here, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's I think that's the dream that we had um, for wanting to raise our own family. Mm -hmm. You know, we both very much believe that it takes a village and um, and. You know and talking about kids before before micah came along it was you know how will they fit into our life not how will we change our life for them and i think that we've really been able to do that here with with the team that we have and um everyone you know our hope is that everyone feels empowered and feels a part of that family mm-hmm. and feels supported and um that's really what drives us
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the other um, last night. Uh, Anna was teaching me how to make different drinks, including the dark and stormy, which is very <laughs> simple but has eluded me these years. Actually, on our uh, on me and my wife's honeymoon, we went to a uh, we went to a resort, and you know I didn't have a very fancy upbringing. So I, you know, my wife's much more cultured than me, and I asked my father in law. I said, "I'm going to resort, man. They got, they got an open bar. Like, what drink should I get?" He goes, yeah, you need to get a dark and stormy. I don't even ask what it is. I'm like, ah, my fault. Because I, cause I really like anything. Like, I, my plate's always clean here, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and I, so I go up, and I'm at this resort, and I swim up to this, swim, this uh, bar in the pool. And I go up to the guy, and I go, I'll have a dark and stormy. And there's this super suave, cool dude sitting next to me. It was like an IBM conference, and the, some of the guys were there. And uh, the guy goes, What's in that? at that moment I like, got oh, these guys looking at me Dude, I have no clue <laughs> like, I don't even, even know <laughs> what they're, they're about. The go, I, yeah. <laughs> and that's so I panic and I go pina colada <laughs> <laughs> and I get a frozen pina colada and I spend the pool I spend the rest of my wife still to this day like makes fun of me but so I was like hey like I want to see how you make like a dark and stormy it's like it's really simple but I, while she was doing that I said you know wh- where'd you work before and and she was telling me and and I was like how do you like working here and she really didn't have a reason to lie to me because like she's been pretty sh- sh- like, she's a pretty straight up person. And she was like, I- I'm so taken care of and everybody gets along. And I think, you know, like that's to me really amazing that like you have a crew that from the chef interacting with the guide, from the guide interacting with, you know, the, the team here at the lodge, like, it's really cool to see that mutual respect for you. Like when you think about, Okay, this is what Soulfly is going to be about—the DNA of Soulfly Lodge. What's what's on that list?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, we were so um, so thoughtful about how we, you know, did pull together a team, um, and and I think the result is like, you know, I mean, I think in Austin, all of our all of our decisions, it's really like, you know, staff and community first. And I think if you, you know, that's definitely something that like. You know, it's, it's just kind of second, second nature at this point, but any question, any big question, that's, that's really Mm -hmm. like, a a mission that we kind of, you know, is top of mind. And, and if that part is taken care of, in our opinion, I mean, it's everything else takes care of itself. You Mm -hmm. know, when people are happy and they're you know, in their gig, there's, there's room to be here for the future. And, you know, and people are just getting that enjoyment out of the day to day and, uh, so, you know, and that trickles down to the guests. And, mm-hmm. and I think we want people to come back here because they had those great interactions with, you know, with, with staff and guides and, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. And that's what, you know, I think people really stand out in their memories, you know, might not be that 10th that bonefish, but that, you know, that day with, you know, with Dre, Freddie, Percy, Travis, mm-hmm. or um, I think it's the stuff that's kind of burned in people's brains. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's that feeling, too, you know, Mm -hmm. that we, and I think in our travels and in our different experiences throughout both of our lives, it's, um, you know, you really, you can pick up on that energy, you can pick up on that feeling, and you can't necessarily put words around it, Mm -hmm. Um, but that was just an important thing for Kyle and I, that's how we, that's what we want to be surrounded with. Um, and so this being such a lifestyle business and us raising a family here and, <coughs> and living here and, and the whole thing, that's just so important to, to what we're doing. Um, and to hear people pick up on that um, when they come to stay here and, and sort of say, just it felt like you welcomed us into your home. And mm-hmm. um, those are just, that feels so good to us. Mm.
0: I'm curious too, like Kyle, it's kind of interesting because, you know, you run a lodge, but I don't think, I think when most people, if if you were like running around, um, if you were like running around the States and you were saying, oh, I run a fishing lodge, people probably think every day you wake up and you go fish <laughs> with guides for free and other people do that too. And you make money off of them. And you know, then that's kind of, but that's not the case. Right. And so I'm curious for you, like how, like, like, how have you grown and what are the catalysts for those different types of growth that you've experienced as an angler and as a
1: man yeah that's a good question for sure um you know i mean i think the biggest the you know probably one thing that i just continue to get confident with is just you know the ability to dive at any project <laughs> you know cuz <'cause> it <laughs> has to be out of necessity. Are you an optimist? <laughs> And I'm an optimist. Yeah. I have that so. too.
0: Like I think I can do anything. Yeah, totally. like it like it can literally be not working like by every standard. And I still right. think there's it's gonna turn around, you know. For sure. It's but a yeah. good delusion to have, you know. Like
1: you're and just And like, Kyle's gonna figure it out yeah. is the other thing too. That's the difference between Kyle and I <laughs> But I'd say I mean that's that's something I enjoy and and uh I get satisfaction when You know as as much as you hate when an engine's having trouble getting getting it fixed and working again or learning something new on it you know i just love that stuff it's funny um you know it's all problems that you don't want to have but when you get things back on track it's super satisfying um you know so i mean i think i i think i'm you know learned a lot in that in that arena and then also just trying to be you know just keep keep the head clear carry as little around with me in my brain as possible and just, you know, try and tackle things as they come to you and, and just, just enjoy the little moments. Like you're saying, not a lot of folks can, can always, you know, take that random moment in the middle of the day and my son's around all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. um, which is just like, you know, those, those moments, I'm really trying to, you know, continue to grow and trying to just recognize and, um, be right there for Mm -hmm. those moments. Um, you know, and I think as an angler, it's fun to just be immersed, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, even if I'm not, you know, (laughs) like you said, it's the dream world where you're fishing every day, but that's not the case. I definitely make time for it Mm because I think it's a mental health thing for me. And so whether it's an hour walk on the beach and I don't see anything, um, you know, I still get the same amount out of it, but I think just being immersed in it is just so amazing. And Mm -hmm. the people that pass through, you know, I mean, spending the last six days with Bouchard and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you just get to learn from some amazing people, um, yeah. the conversations you have, it just, you know, and you got to remember to take advantage of that stuff. And so it's, it's cool.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious too, like, you know, how, how have you grown as you're kind of, I mean, from my interac- from watching, you know, you're kind of helping really a ton with the people, the, the management, um, behind the scenes with a lot of the, the, the billing and the admin, I'm kind of curious how you've grown as well.
2: Um, a lot, (laughs) you know, coming from, I was a teacher Mm -hmm. before this and, um, and so, so many of the things that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis here are, are brand new. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's something that I'm still growing in is, is having that confidence in it. And, mm-hmm. and like Kyle, you know, tackling something like, I know I can do this and figuring it out. Um, I'm definitely a little more like, oh, I've never done this before. I need to call someone and ask for help. And, um, and so just having those opportunities to really, to push mm-hmm. myself in, um, you know, you got this, you can figure this out. Mm-hmm. This is, this is brand new, but, but, you're gonna get it. Um, that's been a, a big growth for me.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure, like, it, you know, there's. I, I I think there's just certain things you do in life where there's not a there's not a dummy how to how to start a lodge for dummies book. It's just <laughs> not a big enough market. Um, you know, that's gonna sell very few copies. I think. <laughs> And so in life, you know, there's those types of things they, they can be really challenging. They can be really rewarding and, and you're in, because there's not always a playbook, you can end up asking yourself a lot, like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Cause you know, it's not, but it's been really cool for me just as a friend to be able to see, you know, kind of from talking to Kyle over, over the past couple of months of it, of it all really unraveling, just the way in which also pushing through some of that uncertainty and, and. Figuring things out, you can grow in confidence and figure out your own way of doing things, which is really neat. And it makes every place a little different, you know, opposed to like when you launch a Chick-fil-A, you know what Chick-fil-A is? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Well, hey, I mean, you... (laughs) Um, we don't know whatever that uh, Hungry Howies Howies is though (laughs) I'm going to send you some I'm going to like freeze (laughs) it I'm going to call them how much is the delivery fee Um, (laughs) you know but like you know when you launch a Chick-fil-A there's a playbook you do this you do this you do this and some guy has a a freaking checklist in front of him and he's nailing those checklists and he's going this is exactly the Chick-fil-A way and when when you go to that Chick-fil-A it doesn't matter what city you're in it feels the exact same (laughs) you know (laughs) and then you don't want that for a lodge you want it to be to take on to as you guys have talked about to be like a part of instead of being like a, a chain you want it to be a part of the, the place it is to mm-hmm. have that culture and feel so you have to figure those things out uh, along the way and it's been really cool to just kind of walk around the the lodge and see that um, I wanted to circle back Kyle to something that that you said you know you talked about just trying to carry as little in your head as possible because obviously you guys have if, if you create stress points or like um and, and, you know in any type of tackle system you have points of failure you know and you know you have things to stress about and think about and did, did we pay this did we do that did, you know covid tests all, all these there's a thousand things you could be worried about and then a guest walks in the lodge and you're trying to talk to them and not think about like <laughs>
1: <laughs> something right. over here right what tips do you have for people to try to be more present? Man, that's a great question. I feel like I really started working on that, you know, maybe in my late twenties, um, and it just really became apparent that, like, you know, situations are always going to change, but you're, you know, what you're carrying around in your, in your head is, uh, is what you kind of can have mm-hmm. control of, and you know, your thought process and your mindset and. So, I mean, I think it's just practice, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's easy to forget about it. It's easy to get into routines when things are so busy. Um, it's, it's really tricky and you Mm -hmm. feel like if you're not always thinking that, like, what are you going to be forgetting? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think we've tried to, um, you know, just really try and find and more easily recognize those moments where it's the perfect time to do so, you know, Mm -hmm. let it all go. And, uh, And, you know, and I think, too, is like you get a little bit older and you see a track record of maybe things, you know, things working out or, you know, you get I guess that's wisdom when, you you know, you start getting older and you've had experiences. Mm -hmm. So you're now drawing conclusions and feeling safer in certain situations because you have feel like you kind of got it, you know, Mm -hmm. and of course, still so, so much more to learn. But um, I think it's just a, you know, daily practice and and, uh, just to not be hard on yourself. Mm -hmm.
2: I feel like the best, the best analogy you've come up with is like the walking. So, you know, if you're like kind of in your head and you're rushing and feel like you have so much to do and you are walking, like literally your shoulders are like beyond your toes, you know, Mm -hmm. that like power walk where you're like trying to go where you're going as fast as you Mm can. And Kyle is like, I think we talk about this, you know, just pause bring your shoulders back over your feet, your heels, mm-hmm. and then keep walking. and just like find that moment to slow down, to clear your head. Mm-hmm. You're still gonna get all the things you needed to get done, but it's that energy around it almost mm-hmm. of, of just we're gonna do this at a, at a sustainable pace. Mm-hmm. I just that's a really good visual <laughs> for me <laughs> yeah. anyways.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, if you t- if you say, like, trying to be present, a lot of people, they zone out, like, that's hippie stuff. If you uh, okay, Well, if you say, stop stressing and being worried about so many things, oh, yeah, who doesn't want to do that, you know? But I think that's definitely uh, something that many people what draws them to fishing is like it forces your presence you know you and i were talking about the slack line and you didn't hop on because you had mica strapped on and that's just <laughs> a, it's a bad look if the wife walks out it was right, slack right. lining with your kids strapped on you <laughs> um but you know you're like you're like oh if the, the key to slack line is being like you gotta like drain everything out and i think that's the same thing with fish like you know today like uh when Travis and I were landing that fish, I jumped in the water with my phone in my pocket, which is no big deal because like it, it's waterproof. But you know, it's like every, who's no one's thinking about a phone when they're landing a fish? Do a <laughs> crap about a phone. But then in some circumstances, you can't find your phone. You're freaking out. You're like, oh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? And it's kind of like that's kind of a good example of like how like being present. And you guys get the opportunities to be around a lot of people where the reason they're coming here is to have that mindset and so it's like you need to have that mindset to match with them as best you can while still running the business i'm curious like you know so there's kind of two things i want to dive into here one is like how do you try to support people as many people come here and they want to they want to get rid of all that all that stress but they also want to grow as anglers like there's an educational spirit here and like just everybody's you know today we had like a little off time In the during our trip, it was just, we were waiting on something to transition and Travis and I were working on casting in the flat, you know, it's like, there's a spirit of education. How do you try to support people becoming better anglers when they come here? Um, and then I'm kind of curious too, how do you guys try to support the guides? Like what's the best way you guys together can kind of come behind them and make this a, a great place for them to work?
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, supporting, supporting anglers here, I think A lot of it is, is, you know, kind of starts with the team for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, You know, the four guides that, um, that we're lucky to work with, they're all wonderful teachers Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, so, and then there's also, you know, kind of room for, for everybody to continue, you know, so Dre, Dre's 20 Mm -hmm. years old, the youngest guy in the Bahamas, he's over here casting in the backyard all the time and um, which is really cool. So he's, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of honing his skill and, You know, and I think it's just great to just get kind of a total vibe for where where people are in their, you know, kind of in their course with with fly Mm -hmm. fishing and and, you know, we're, I think I want things to be, continue to kind of pull people in here. So we're going to build this little eight by 10 casting platform out in the yard. Cause right now it's mm-hmm. just a yard, you know, there's nothing saying out there, pull, you know, come cast in this yard. So, yeah. you know, we're going to set up some distance markers. Maybe it'll do a little course where you get to practice certain skills and just kind of make it fun. So I, you know, I think we, and of course I'm a, you know, I'm a fishing guide and, and so you know, I'm always offering to to be mm-hmm. there and be available, but I want it to just be like right in your face where people have the opportunity to grow and it just kind of mm-hmm. draws them in. And I think it's it's wonderful having the guides here, you know, after a fishing day or, you know, before the first day of fishing and getting the chance to chat. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think your second part of the the question is how do you support the, you know, the guide team? You know, I think um, for us, we you know, we're working so hard to to keep the schedule full, for one, so everybody mm-hmm. can be out there fishing, learning, exploring. Um, Cause you know, we do have three guides that came in from, from other islands, you know, they're mm-hmm. proficient in this island, but there's gonna be, you know, continued learning that's gonna happen for years. And mm-hmm. just as Percy's still, you know, seeing new things and new fish in mm-hmm. different places, um, you know, after 55 years. But, you know, I think we just stay really, really close connection, you know, just mm-hmm. just communicate. You know, what do you need? What do you do you feel like you have enough spots at, you know, at a draining tide, at a low tide, at a high tide? Like, do we need to block off days for exploration? You know, we had we had a group that, um, you know, didn't materialize last week because of some covid stuff going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, but um, we still paid the guides and we sent them out on exploration days. So, mm-hmm. you know, just said, go don't be in any water. You fish before, you know, even if you think it's the wrong wrong tide but let's let's just spend time in new places and i got i was lucky to get out for one of those days we found this giant school of bonefish on the south side of this island that we haven't seen before and we looked down and there was this the biggest bonefish i've seen yet since i've been down here so it was Mm -hmm. cool we saw that we worked into some creeks we haven't fished before but and then just kind of, you know, encouraging them to, to keep, um, keep an open yeah. mind, um, you know, that the learning is never done and, and everybody's got that attitude. And we've got we've had some really cool people come through that, you know, I'll tell a quick little story. We had the Craig Cantelmo came through who started Van Stahl. He's just a really great, well-rounded angler. And mm-hmm. so he loves to do some, you know, some bait and switch stuff. And that totally a light bulb went off with Dre mm-hmm. and Dre fell in love with that stuff. And there's some really cool fish to catch here, you know, adjacent to the flats and, you know, throwing a hookless plug for a 20 pound mutton snapper and sneaking a fly in there is a pretty cool program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not gonna be for the flats purist, but it's a great way to rest the bonefish. It's a great way yeah. to, you know, show um, a total different facet to the, mm-hmm. you know, to the fishing here. Definitely. And I'm curious too, just from the supporting the staff
0: side and trying to help them, just beyond just becoming better anglers, like how do you try to help the guests and staff? How do you try to help this be a place that is somewhere that people never want to leave, staff and guests?
2: I think it's it's a, a lot about listening to people and and what they need, mm. um, and what what their passions are, what their dreams are. You know where mm. where do they see themselves? Um, whether it's here or beyond here, mm-hmm. and and how can we, as, you know, management here, empower them um, and support them mm-hmm. on those on those. Um, Trajectories are those paths, their their dreams, their personal dreams that they have. You know, we have mm-hmm. Ramona who works in the kitchen, who um, is exploring with some sushi, and um, really has has dreams of having her own little food truck and. Um, mm-hmm starting her own business around that. And so we've had multiple conversations and she's hosted a pop-up here. And Mm -hmm. it's one of Kyle and I's favorite, favorite nights that we've been here. Um, And so I think a big part of that is just is listening and then um, figuring out ways that we can support those personal Mm -hmm. passions and dreams.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like a lot of people I interviewed a guy and he's become a great friend of mine. Um, John Dunaway who said, you know, there's always these people and they always go, oh, I must be nice. You know, must be nice. Must be nice to be able just to up your life and start a lodge. And they kind of make these excuses for, Oh, Kyle's probably a trust fund baby or, Oh, well they probably just got lucky. And those are just things that people tell themselves for why they're not going down a similar path or whatever it is for their life. And I know you guys want to inspire other people to be able to take leaps and Jumps And um, whether it's your own staff here with sushi or, or whether it's, you know, other people who say, wow, I'd love to start a lodge or I'd love to become a guide or I'd love to, you know, fill in the blank. What advice would you give people based off what you guys have experienced on what it looks like to chase a dream?
1: Well, I think, you know, I think a big part of it is 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 find what is your like what is what is that thing that, that just is, is calling you, mm-hmm. that is pulling you towards it? And I think that's the thing you're gonna be the most successful in. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I really love kind of the mix of, of the fly fishing world and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurial pursuits. And, and I think it, it, it really just so aligns with what I feel, you know, my purpose is, I guess. And, you know, and really what kind of fulfills that purpose too is, mm-hmm. is so much of what we talked about with community and people and, you know, just trying to all rise together. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think that's a big thing is just kind of listening to what is, what is it that, you know, that moves you, that drives you. And, hmm. and, you know, for me, it was just staying really focused. Um, cause I've had a lot, of, I mean, I've I've gone down lots of roads that I've had to turn straight around on, you know, in my career. And I've done a lot of different things and times where I wasn't happy and I knew I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, but I had to just keep looking and, you know, making drastic moves, um, you know, that were super disruptive in, in my life, but Mm -hmm. like just trying to have like a little faith that there's something good on the other side. And Mm -hmm. I'm definitely, you know, this is, I'm the sweat equity guy. I'm not the guy that, you know, I'm the guy that has to, you know, really has to earn it. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think with Kitri and I in this place, it's, you know, it's working because we've dedicated so much time, you know, of our life and, you know, my whole career to, mm-hmm. to this kind of stuff that it, you know, we kind of finally had enough experience under the belt where we were able to kind of take the leap. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: And that's what I was going to say, too, is I think, yes, there are moments where it is that drastic change. But I think a lot of it, too, is just maybe that, you know, that that slight shift or that that slight, you know, change of thinking. Um, And, you know, there are certainly certainly I guess you could call them sacrifices, but it doesn't necessarily feel like that. You know, I guess more choices that Mm. we've made that maybe don't um they don't feel like huge choices or huge decisions or huge drastic changes to our life but that just kind of have continued to point us in a direction um whether Mm -hmm. we knew what that direction was or not um it's like you know realizing we wanted to work together Mm -hmm. and live you know build that lifestyle so how are we going to do that Mm -hmm. um you know we have lived in in a what, 16-foot camper a couple of summers with only cold water, you know? Yeah. and That came uh, up when I interviewed Kyle. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah.
1: the other side of the story here. Yeah,
2: I cannot wake up in the morning and take a freezing cold shower. That is not <laughs> I actually part think of... that's
0: in in the health world. So you guys are yeah. ahead of the curve.
2: Kyle's, yeah, nope, still not my thing. Y'all are cold is not my thing. <laughs> less
0: likely to have cancer and be happier people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. According to popular <laughs> health rituals.
2: But, you know, there are moments when you're sitting there doing dishes after dinner and there's no hot water and you're like man what are we doing mm, yep. <laughs> um, but I think so it's, it's that balance of yes there are those moments of drastic change or, mm-hmm. or drastic realization but then so much of it is also just those those little day-to-day decisions that you're making mm-hmm. that are driving you towards towards the lifestyle towards how you want to live each day
0: mm. And, and I think it's kind of cool, you know, to be able to be a part of a lodge that's focused around fishing and to be able to have a connection. You know, some people work in industries, they have no – in jobs, they have no connection to you, But you guys love the water, you know. And so it's not like you, you make a product you, do, you, you don't care to have or that you give tours at a place that you don't care about. You know, it's like you guys – get your job is to help people get a chance to experience a place that you love and you've got to experience Kyle I'm interested for you what's your favorite day on the water you've had here so far and and why
1: Hmm. (laughs) That's a good question gonna have to sift through a couple days here you know I think maybe it was my first day on the water here Um, yeah I think it would be, I think it would have to be the first day. It was actually my second trip, um, Mm -hmm. down here. We were kind of, you know, trying to get down here and Mm -hmm. spend as much time as we could through this COVID period, you Mm -hmm. know, and, uh, really tricky to get here. So this was the second trip. We're going to decide, are we going to do this or not? And Mm -hmm. so, um, we fished with Percy and, uh, we chased some bonefish in the morning. I remember it. We walked, um, we waited. It was beautiful. Um, but I don't remember all the details of that, but we decided to switch gears and, and permit fish for the afternoon. And, uh, you know, we just started seeing fish and, and I caught my first Barry Island permit that day. And, you know, it was like, all right, I think I can take a sign, you know, we're here to decide <laughs> if we're going to do this thing or not. And, uh, that was super memorable. I think, cause that fish just meant, you know, it, it really helped me, Decide mm. the direction to go in, and on top of that, you know, we've got another partner, Alec Griswold, who's mm. you know super involved and you know on the um, on the lodge. And and uh, and day two, we go out and he gets a permit that yeah. was probably ten pounds <laughs> bigger than mine. And we we're like, you know, we called Kitcher that night after celebrating a little bit, and Kitry's like, "We're we're buying a fishing lodge, aren't we?" <laughs> So I mean I think that's got to be the most you know that that packs into two days, but that's got to be it. I mean, had so many wonderful days since, and mm. um, but uh, that was a formative couple of days for sure.
0: Yeah, with with this whole podcast series, Percy has kind of been the, in in many ways the, I don't know if you want to say the center because I, we've tried to kind of make this place this the fishery the center, but has been the the middle of all the spokes you know everybody keeps tying it back from you to travis to freddie um you know people are drawn to percy because he's very well respected and you know travis is you know wants to learn everything he can from percy freddie has the world of respect for percy came over here you know and um i'm curious like you know so you guys are thinking about opening a lodge here and you're fishing on the water with a guide. Most guides don't want more people on the water unless they're just with them. Curious, like how, how does all this unravel with Percy?
1: Yeah, it was a little, you know, it was definitely, a, probably, I mean, it was such a, again, like such a crossroads. Like if yeah. we, if we approached Percy with this and he wasn't interested, we wouldn't have done it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think just from our mentality, like the one thing we worried about was starting a a fishing lodge and, you know, in a community that, you know, we really, you know, we haven't lived in, we're not a part Mm -hmm. of it, you know, and you're just coming in and basically, you know, starting this lodge and it just affects a lot of people on the small island. So, you know, we were so like, there was a lot of tension around it. We're like, what is Percy going to think, you know, Mm -hmm. and we've spent a few days fishing with him, building a little relationship with him. And then, you know, we're all hitting it off. And, you know, so we had on that uh you know on a trip after that that uh that great permit with him we um you know we we had that conversation with him and it really was like you know if if he wasn't for it it was you know let's kind of back off this thing Mm -hmm. and uh and he was like you know i i probably rambled for 10 minutes 15 minutes really you know wanting to um Wanting him to know that we you know we want to do this and we all want to succeed together and you know make this something that makes sense for you financially from a lifestyle standpoint you know really think it through and after you know my ramble he's just like why don't you guys come here 10 years ago you know <laughs> and so it was cool you know i mean we just kind of took like little steps and uh um and just the relationship has grown from there and i just you know i really look up to percy and just have an enormous amount of respect for him and there's just there's there's nobody else on the planet like him he's just a really really special dude and he loves micah so much which is Mm. really cool feels like you know i mean it's keep saying it but it just feels like a part of the family and you know he spends a ton of time over here and so it's pretty cool and you know kittry's grown a wonderful relationship with him as well for
2: sure
1: my last question is, you know, so th- you kind of reference,
0: you know, you're living in the sixteen foot trailer, you're washing dishes, it's cold water. You go, what are we doing? You're here in August and it's freaking feels like it's one hundred and ten degrees, and you're rushing to try to get things ready, and you're trying to figure out every type of thing, you know, that you feel like you need to do business wise. You're thinking, what are we doing? You know, kind of big picture. If if you have to answer that question right now with with Soulfly Lodge, what are we doing?
2: Kyle's the visionary, so I'm gonna let him take that one.
1: <laughs> well, I guess you know, I mean, I think there's, I think there's a lot of stuff that's just assumed with mm-hmm. a fishing lodge. Like we're gonna do a good job on what we say we're gonna do. We're gonna feed great meals. You know, the fishing's gonna be gonna be great. Um, you know, we can't control the weather. I think there's all these things that you just kind of assume. And I think the fun part for for us that you know we get really fired up on is like, how can we? Um, Try and make this business into something unique, something that, you know, something that, you know, we're focusing on sustainability and have some high goals with that. And, you know, and I think with just these past few months, which felt a little earlier than I expected it to come, that we just really started feeling like we had bandwidth to to really kind of you know, kind of dive into some projects and -hmm. and, and see where we can go and see how we can continue to be, you know, improve. And of course, a lot of our decision making, we're thinking about that stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think that's where we'll have the the most ability to to grow is is really in that realm. And, um, you know, whether it's, you know, continuing to source more foods locally or whether it's, you know. finding grants for projects on the island which were in the process of of, of doing a couple really meaningful little projects where a small grant is going to go an enormous amount mm-hmm. um away for for the island and for you know individuals and so i think that's kind of some of the stuff that's just going to be ongoing and i mm-hmm. think it's going to drive it drives our mission and i think it's going to attract people that when they come here it's it's the right fit for them, and I think those are the things that we really want to be forward about with what, because there's a million places to go fish. You know, maybe come here for for some of those, some of those other things that we focus mm-hmm. on that you know that mean a lot to us and mean a lot to to the guests that it resonates with.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, man, outside of you uh, beating me repeatedly in <laughs> foosball, <laughs> um, you know, I got the chance to get. My biggest bonefish on the fly, which I haven't caught many, but I have something to try to chase after now. Top top wise, I think that was eight or nine nine pound eight or nine pounds is what Travis thinks. Um, even more valuable was I got time with these guys and got to see how they move, see how they cast. You know, got to work on my casting, got to work on just the whole approach to waiting, which was really which was really fun to me. I just got to learn a lot. I'm really grateful. Um, for you guys allowing us to come down here record this content um, you know got a camera guy in the kitchen catching <laughs> shots you know you got people taking over different wings and I know that you know there's a stress on you guys I'm grateful that you guys allow us to come here and be a part of this and I'm just excited to keep watching what's next with you guys and and see where this goes. Thanks honor. well it's a pleasure to have you here man it's it's a blast. Yeah. And we're, we still have time for a few more games of foosball.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Michael was working on his uh, foosball skills today.
0: Oh, good for yeah. him. Yeah, He's yeah. probably going to be better than me in a year or two. <laughs> so. But thank you guys so much, and uh, I really, I'm looking forward to coming back.
2: Thanks, Hunter.
1: Thanks, man.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Captain's Collective. Please help us out by leaving a review on iTunes and sharing this podcast. We hope that you enjoy. This is the Captain's Collective. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.